Next topic is Neoclassism in the 18th century. The Neoclassical period is usually taken to be the 100 odd year from 1660 to 1780. That is from Dryden's maturity to Johnson's death. That is in 1784. So apart from this dramatist, the main English authors of the period were Dryden from 1731 1732-1745, 1732-1749, 1732, Excellence could be achieved only by prolonged study. So, this, the writers of the period were painstaking craftsmen who had a deep respect for the rules of their art. So, these rules could best be learned from close study of classical authors, that is, Horace was a favorite, and by careful imitation of their works. So their approach was thoroughly professional and they thought that reason and judgment were the most admirable faculties. The 18th century was the age of reason and that decorum was essential. So in prose as in verse, the most desirable qualities were harmony, proposition, balance and restraint. So it follows that the neoclassical writers aimed at correctness. So this was nowhere more evident than in their use of the heroic couplet. So neoclassical beliefs and ideals generated a definite vision of man and mankind. So man and his activities were regarded as the main subjects of poetry, as Pope put it in an essay on man. Quote, Know then thyself, presume not God to scan. The proper study of mankind is man. So man man in society, man in social environment. So these were to be the preoccupations of the poets. The emphasis tended to be on what men possess in common, the general and representative characteristics of mankind. So Dr. Johnson wrote in his preface to Shakespeare, quote, Nothing can please many and please long, but the just representation of general nature. So there thus evolved a general view of nature and mankind, a general vision of his position and function in the universe, his relationship to the natural order and his relationship with and to God. So despite all these, the neoclasses were not conservative in a pejorative sense. Though they were ready to settle for the traditional and the typical, they were ready to accept the novel and the particular, and they were much concerned with the importance of invention, fancy, and imagination. Johnson often fulminated against the perils of the fanciful, of letting the imagination run away with one. So far as novelty and invention enhanced the subject, adorned the chosen form, it was acceptable. 
The golden mean was almost a walking motto, but no one could accuse Pope or Johnson of lack of originality. So, the preservation of order, balance and correctness was dear to them, hence their frequent use of satire as a corrective. So, it was a means of controlling excess folly, stupidity, corruption. Indeed, any shortcoming in man and society which threatened to be contrary to the maintenance of good model order and literary discipline. As Pope work, order is heaven's first law. So, thus the neoclassical writer was under some moral and aesthetic obligation to instruct as well as please. So, Dryden's definition of a play is to the point, quote, a just and lively image of human nature, its passions and humors and the changes of fortune to which it is the subject for the delight and instruction of mankind.